just finished an amazing talk with John Gordon and Erwin McManus on the genius of leadership. And uh, I know we've got a genius of our own over here. His name's Chad. So I'm going to toss it over to Chad. I know you probably uh, have tons of notes starred. Uh, just leave me at least one star to finish up with. That'd be great. I've got a few, a few star, but uh, good to see, good to see on here, Tay, Joel. Um, just uh, excited about things that are happening and and this amazing thing that we call life. So this was this was great. I love I love uh, the line of thinking here. And you know, one of the first things, first of all, I want to read the book. So the genius of Je- the genius of Jesus sounds like a great book. And then, and then he, he brought up how people changed by the proximity to him. And when you think about ultimate leadership, ultimately, and I think, you know, I've been fortunate to be part of many different organizations in the military and just working for different companies. And so a lot of you probably have too, and you've probably seen, uh, you know, examples of very poor leadership modeled and then some examples of incredible leadership. And you can always tell by the, by the, how you're changed by the proximity. So when you're around a certain person, uh, they probably make you, some people make you feel great just to be around them. And some people you just, you just leave and you just feel, you feel like you need a shower, right? You're like, what, why do I feel like I need a shower? You know, or just think about when someone calls you on, you know, they're calling you and you're either hitting, Oh, you're so excited that look who's calling. Or you're like, Oh, I don't have the energy to answer this call right here. You know, <laughs> now think about when you're calling other people, are they answering most of the time or are they not hardly ever answering? You have to ask that question too, right? Because we're all a work in progress. So we can all be better. So, um, but Jesus was so incredible because everybody that was around him was better for it. And I think the closer we each can get to Jesus, then the better we will be for our fellow humans and I think that's that's kind of the point of life, right? It's to take our giftings and skills and talents and resources and use them to invest in other people to ultimately help advance God's kingdom. So I love that he went down that that vein. Um, elevate in areas that matter most in human vitality. I love I loved how he put that because that is something that, you know, that, that, that has a lot to do with culture, right? Culture. And you kind of brought it up later about, you can be a, uh, you can, you can be successful by building something, but if you leave a, a, a record of carnage, you know, you hear about some of these companies and they have crazy turnover, right? I mean, I'll give you an example. I hear about Amazon, Amazon. I've, I've got a nephew who used to work for Amazon and you would go in there and they give you stock options, stocks, and then you work and work and work and work. And they, drag everything out of you for however many years and they expect you to quit when they give you your stocks or whatever. And so there has this churn, there's this churn, but then you run across other people, someone like Dave Ramsey, who has very little turnover because he invests so much, you know, even when you're, when you're an employer and you have an employer employee relationship, it's like you're opening up a emotional bank account, just like with any relationship in life. And you have to make more deposits than you make withdrawals. Otherwise, when the net, when the account's negative, they close it. <laughs> you don't have an account with that human anymore. They're like, why would I, why would I stay involved with this person? So human vitality and just leaving people better. I think that's the kind of the key in this industry, especially is if we get good at leaving people better than we found them, then of course they want to come back around. It's just common sense, right? You, you go hang out with somebody that makes you feel better 
um, and they leave you better than you than they found you, then of course, you, next time they're in town, you want to go hang out with them. You want to, you look forward to seeing them. You're going to jump on the next Zoom to learn the next thing, right? Great leaders make you better. Great leaders don't just make the company better. Great leaders make you, the person, better. And so you, the person, get to make other people in your organization better too. And that's the most important thing. Be an empowerer not a user, right? It's kind of the difference between, uh, you know, when you're talking to somebody and you're encouraging them or you're, you're building them up or you're complimenting. So there's a big difference between compliment and flattery. Flattery is saying to get, compliment is saying to give. Okay, and they're very, they're very similar. So it kind of becomes a heart thing and that's where it takes some discernment to know if someone's really investing in you, if they're really trying to use you and really just do a, a checkup from the neck up of yourself and make sure that you have the best intentions in mind because time has a special way of either exposing us or promoting us, always. Um, greatest leaders create an environment that builds everyone's dreams. And I love that too, because every company has a vision, every company has a mission and a purpose, but within that vision and that company, that purpose, you personally have a vision in the company and purpose. You probably want to advance your life. You want to promote, you want to do these things. You want to build a culture and organization that, that um, encourages everybody within there to live out their best dreams. I love how Zig Ziglar says, if you just help enough other people get what they want, then by default, you get everything that you want. You help other people pay their bills. You don't your bills are taken care of. It just happens that way. How many iterations away from you are being affected? You know, and that's why in this, in this industry, especially it's, it's cool that this concept of teach to teach to teach. So anytime you're on a zoom or you're learning something, you shouldn't just be learning to, for yourself, right? When you're sitting at church and you're listening, you shouldn't just be learning for yourself because then that's, it's just for, if it's just for yourself, then it's selfish. It's just for you. But when you learn it and it changes you, then you can be sure that it's going to change someone else. So you you want to start giving it away. And then not only do you want to start giving it away, but you want to give it away with the intention of that next person giving it away again and giving it away again, giving it away again. The next thing you know, you look in your back office and you see you enrolled somebody who rolled somebody who rolled somebody and it went around like 15 states and came back to your neighbor three houses down. And you're like, whoa, how'd that happen? It's called the miracle, right? It's just, it's the process. So I love, you know, like we, we on here, we love John Maxwell. We love Jim Rohn. We love John Wooden. But what's crazy is I hear like, you go back to the old school guys, like say Jim Rohn, you know, he's been passed away a long time. You go and you listen to him and then you listen to someone like Tony Robbins and you hear Jim Rohn's stuff come out of his mouth. You hear John Wooden's stuff coming out of John Maxwell's mouth, right? And you're like, whoa, because he... Pass it on, who passed it on, passed it on. Of course, Jim heard from other people and some of it was his own, but most of what you hear from us is just stuff that we heard already. I mean, we're not that creative. Joel's probably a little more creative than most, but I mean, 98% of what I say, I'm just a copycat and it's okay to be copycat, copyright cat. So, you know, the first time you say so-and-so said, and then you say, it has been said. And the next time you say, I always say. So when you hear me saying, I always say, it's because someone already said it. But anyway, um, it's a time to lead through courage. People need it. People, people need you to come alongside them and just tell them that they, it's not too late and they should have hope and they can still have time to become the best version of, their, of themselves. And it's just creating, creating through courage. So that's all I got, Joel. I left you a couple. Okay.
That's awesome. Uh, I love that, Chad. Uh, copyright, you know, copy the right cat and no other cat to copyright than Tay. So I'm going to toss it down to Tay and see what you got written down. I love that uh, both of you guys mentioned that because I get people all the time. And they're like, man, you're so beyond your years. You're so wise. And I'm like, I'm not wise. I'm just resourceful. Like I listen to people that's doing what I want to do. And I do, like we say, systems work. Copy the system, create culture. Like if you see somebody have, like Chad always said, if you, see, if you got a lot of kids and you see somebody in a grocery store with well-behaved kids, like they're doing something right. So like ask her, can I go out to lunch just to learn from you? So uh, like I said, just copy the right people and then just create a culture from that. Uh, and I was just thinking about something that you said that kind of ties in with this on the, uh, uh, the family call Sunday, Joe, and you talked about this girl on your team who got this Christmas cast and she thought you can only get it once until she heard somebody, her exact say that you can get it more more than once. And I thought about it, it was like, uh, sometimes when you hear something from the right, pre, right person, it just sparks something in you to make you go out and take action and just literally go in a different direction. And he said something uh, here in the beginning that kind of sparked my mind a couple of years ago. Uh, and he just said self-leadership. Uh, he kind of went into like what that means for him. But for me, I heard that a couple of years ago and I thought self-leadership, like you can actually lead yourself. You can actually become something. You don't need somebody to come in and just tell you what to do with your life. And it wasn't until I heard self-leadership, like if you can't lead yourself, you can't expect somebody else to follow. And that's when I got the grasp of idea, like you can become something totally different. And if you do that and you stay on your path and you continue to put in the work, like you can become something. And I didn't understand at the time the impact that it would have outside of me. I just thought I was doing it for me, just to be honest. So uh, I think that is something that is so powerful uh, with self-leadership and also just tied it into the business. Like with that self-leadership, you have to understand accountability and responsibility. Uh, I was reading a book. It may have been uh, Know What You're For or it may have been Andy Stanley. And he said, your team is exactly where you have led them. So a lot of times we look at our team and we ask, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? And many times we have to ask, why have we led them to that place where they are doing these things? So many times when you see the results that you have, it's not necessarily your team. It's just where you've led them in that season of your life. So I thought that was super good. Uh, the second thing he, he talked about I thought was good was power to influence the culture that we're in today. And I think that's so relevant because everything now is like my kids are going crazy right now, girls. Um, I think that's so relevant because like with social media, like understanding like the platform that we have, like you can actually use that for good. I know most social media is used for entertainment. People get on just to be entertained. But at the same time, you can use that to build your business. You can get you can use that to add value to people. So I love that when you talk about just the influence and just people follow people that they love and who they want to become like. So for me, it's understanding like a lot of these people like Jim Rohn, John Maxwell, a lot of those like older guys, like we couldn't touch them, but they wrote they wrote the books. They did the courses. They did these things. So you still had access to those people. So uh, many times I think we have to like for me as part of being a leader is still remembering that you need mentors still remembering that you also know how to follow. Uh, so for me, it's understanding with that influence, you have to have somebody influencing you so that you're always leading yourself and taking yourself up. You're not just leading people on a path that leads to nowhere. You have to be led as well either. So I, I love what influence because we have like literally social media. You can get on and make one video and it's going to take you in a positive direction or a negative direction. And I think that's the power of influence and actually stewarding your influence in a way that's going to benefit you and benefit others. So I love that he talked about that because a lot of people don't want to talk about some of those things, but I think it's awesome to know that and be aware of that because just the power of the words and the power of a simple post 
that people put out on social media can have a big impact. So I just love that you talked about that. And I love it's something that Chad talked about. He said, great, uh, he said, great leaders uh, make you better. And most time they do it by challenging you. And I think that's the issue with most people. They don't like to be challenged in ways that make them do something that they wouldn't normally do. And I think that's when also when he talks about like, uh, people always want to, we want to put each other in boxes. And how he talks about how can a pastor be this? And how can a pastor be that? Well, for me, it's like, he's not a pastor. He's this and he's also a pastor. So many times I think ourselves, we like to put ourselves in the box when you don't have to do that. When you do that, you limit yourself to this particular lane. And I think that kind of makes you kind of uh, almost not want to be your full self because you don't want to make people uncomfortable over here. And it's like many times I think you just have to step into who you are and do that fuller. And as you do that, you're going to allow people who also may be similar or maybe have other things that they want to do to also do those things. So I just love that you talked about challenging people. And I think it's important to challenge people on your team because if you're always doing the work, if you're always doing these, this for them and doing that for them, then they won't grow. And I think that's part of growing. If you take a rubber band, if you leave it just sitting in your hand, it's not going to do anything. But when you stretch it, it's not going to go back to that same size. It's going to grow. It's going to expand. It's going to do something and not go back to how it was before. We got to think about our team and lead and challenge them in that same way. And just last thing uh, that I want to talk about, uh, and he just talked about uh, your only limit is uh, your own courage. And I love that. And I love like people don't remember sermons. They don't they remember like quotes, short phrases, impactful statement. And one thing that I like, I just love those things. And the one thing that I heard is you are not your thoughts. You are the one listening to them. Many times we want to do something. And the only thing that holds us back is us. Like we know we want to do these things. We feel like we have this overwhelming, because I've personally done this overwhelming passion to do this thing. And I don't do it because I talk myself out of it. Many times we know we can become something. We want to become this person, but we let who we used to be talk, talk us out of it. We go back to the old habits. We call it self-sabotage. Like a lot of people, we've seen a lot of people in this business come into a lot of money and they self-sabotage because they don't feel like they're worthy of that money, that money or they don't feel like they deserve it. And many times you have to, like Pam always say, get over yourself. Many times you have to go to work on yourself. You have to unlearn a lot of these things that you picked up or people have placed on you in the past. And the only way to do that is to go to work. The only way to do that is to show up for personal development. The only way to do that is understand that there's going to be seasons and time in your life that the work that you're doing now, the seeds that you're doing now, you may not see it today. You may not see it tomorrow. Two years ago, three years ago, when we started this, I had no idea that we was going to go through what we went through in our lives. But because I did start it and I did show up and I did put in the work when it came, people saw the results of that. They thought what I was doing was just like, you're just strong in the moment. It's like, no, this has been two or three years of building up this strength, building up this courage, building up my faith to prepare me for that season. I didn't, I would still wouldn't want to go through that again. But at the same time, I know the work and everything that I put in that when that season came, like I didn't waver in my faith because I had already put in the work. My mindset never shifted because I already went to work in my mind. So I think many times when you're doing something in one, th one season, you expect results in that season. And people, like I said, people remember quotes it's like the last thing to grow on the fruit tree is the fruit like the tree has to grow everything has to grow and the last thing that you're going to see is the fruit same thing with your business same thing with your life the last thing that you're going to see is that person who you become and you don't see that until it comes to something happens in your life and then a different person shows up because you're reacting differently you have a different perspective on it and you're leading yourself and your family and your team and your friends in a different manner so many times i just tell people you just have to show up and put in work that's the only thing that you control what you can do today 
Uh, and you just have to do that and just stay focused on that and just understand the path that you're taking, the step that you're taking is leading you somewhere. And you just have to continue to step forward and just go in and follow that path. And if you do that, like you're going to get what you want. There's like no doubt about it. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen for you. So uh, just so good. And I like listening to Ernie because he is so different that he kind of pushes me, forces me uh, not to like stay stagnant and settle where I am. I understand there's different versions of me. And when I heard the guy that I told you, my friend on TikTok, he was like, sometimes I just ask God, like, what's in me that I don't know about and that's one of those things when you look at Ernie, you're like man like what's in me that i don't know about i'm not a fashion designer but do i have a little hand of fashion over here like i don't want to do that but it forces me to step outside of my comfort zone and the labels that i put on myself to become something different and really get to know myself in a new way to so i can learn new ways and new leaderships about myself so uh just so good this morning just great to be back on with you you as well too chad oh that was awesome did, did you guys hear what he said uh I love that. You need to get rooted first, then grow, and then the fruit will show up, guys. That's that's huge. Uh, with with this conversation on genius of leadership, I love how um, something that I'd never heard before was basically how leadership was up until the last century and a half. I mean, we're only talking like 150 years. So 150 years ago and beyond, it was just authoritarian leadership. You had a queen, a king, a Caesar, a ruler, a master, somebody that you did not question and had to follow. It's only until recently that uh, leadership has been democratized. And like Tay was saying, it's become self-leadership, leadership that people want to follow. And so he says, who's going to lead? Because it transitioned from power and authority to connection and influence. And people follow people that they want to be like. So think about that, guys. Are you the type of person that somebody wants to follow? In your leadership, are you truly concerned about the people that you're impacting? Because that is how you develop influence and get followers. If it's just about you and what you can accomplish, that is more authoritarian and that will cause people to not want to follow you. You have to be able to help people become whole and better because that's what people are looking for. I like how Ed Milet says that when you look at a person, you know, they're always asking, do you care about me? Can you help me? And do you love me? Those are the things that every human desires. And the leader that can bring that out in most people and apply that to most people are the people that win. When he's talking about the genius of Jesus's leadership, it's absolutely proof of his genius because of the fact that the number of people, not only that he impacted close to him, but like Erwin said, he's impacted people in Russia in the Philippines, in Japan, in places that he never stepped foot on 2,000 years after he spoke his message. That is where genius of leadership comes in. And most genius is non-transferable. You know, when most people are considered geniuses, it's because of the fact that they have a specific gift or a specific talent. You know, he said, Steph Curry can't transfer his basketball talent to Chad. And yes, Chad is amazing at basketball, but he's never going to have the same skill set as Steph Curry. You know, I'm not going to have the same skill set as Tom Brady. Although I want to win as many championships as him, 
I will never compete with him on a football field. That's just one of the things that he is so gifted and talented at. But he said, Jesus was able to transfer his genius and his leadership to people. And that is something that you have the ability to do. If you can develop your leadership skill and your genius of leadership, you have the ability to transfer that onto people. He said, don't scorch the earth with your leadership style. Don't leave, like Chad said, a wake of destruction behind you when you're leading people, because you're supposed to empower people, not use them. Create an environment where you can unlock and fulfill others' dreams. He talks about uh, the difference between throwing a boulder in water and skipping. Most people think that throwing the big boulder in is what leadership is because it creates big splashes and ripples that go on forever and ever. But he said, if you skip a rock, it hits creates a ripple, hits again, creates a ripple, hits again, creates a ripple, and actually goes further out than the big splash did. So how many levels of your leadership are you creating splashes in? If everyone is like you, then guess what? That can create a compounding effect of goodness. But at the same time, if you're not doing it for the good of other people, it can create a destructive path. He said, when you step out in a distinct path of leadership, you're going to have opposition. I know Tay has, I know Chad has, I know the majority of leaders in networks have. Because if everyone likes you, you're not leading. There's going to be opposition when you step out from the herd because you're going to go another direction. You know, we talk about, uh, I guess we'll just say Uncle Larry. Uncle Larry's sitting there saying that, uh, you know, your, your path chosen is, is absolutely horrible. But the thing is, is Uncle Larry put his dream up on a shelf 30 years ago and it died. So now all he has to do is sit around and cr critique and criticize your dream and your goals because you're out actually achieving them. You are only limited by your own courage. Guys, that's, that's huge. You're not limited by your talent. You're not limited by the things around you. You're only limited by the courage that you have to step out and do something new. He says, so go out and live your most courageous life. Uh, we hear this all the time. And, and, you know, John Maxwell has said this quite a bit in the last few years is that we're in a leadership crisis. You know, John said he's leadership sad based on how things are currently because people are looking for leaders. And like everyone said, he goes, there's a massive opportunity to lead with courage. Somebody just has to step up and do it. And that's what I love about this is that we're all preparing. We're all like Tay was saying, we're, we're rooting and we're growing and we're training for that time when it's our time to emerge and lead. He said, create an environment where others can grow and succeed and continue to lead but you also must bring diversity and inclusion into your leadership. Like you said, when you have more than just the people like yourself around you, you have the greater ability to impact society because of the fact that for us, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that everybody understands how great they are, how empowered they can be, what their greatness is to go out and change others' lives. He said, create opportunities for everyone to climb the ladder to success, not just the people around you, but the people that you haven't even come in contact with. And then Tay, that Andy Stanley quote, I, I'd like quadruple starred that your team is exactly where you lead them. So the question today is where are you leading your team 
And is it where you want to go? If not, you have the time to course correct and you have the ability to speak life into people and to change the direction that not only you are going, but they're going. So guys, I hope you love this. Go back through, share it, watch it again, take more notes. Uh, Can't wait to see you here again next week. Go out and make it an amazing week. And I hope it is as awesome as you are. We'll see you again soon.